How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsworth and Luke Goosens today. And we're talking Mandalorian Episode 4 and Watchmen Episode 7. But first, we want to give a big shout out to everyone that signed up for our Patreon already. Man, that's huge. The plan for our Patreon listeners is this week we're going to record our discussion on The Irishman. Drop that on Patreon. Continue to upload additional episodes every week on Patreon for a while because we didn't realize that the people who signed up in November, at the very end of the month, it didn't have a carryover into December. So we're going to make up those episodes. We're going to add three more to our slate. All of our Watchmen and Mandalorian and Star Wars related pods will still be available on normal platforms, though. Nothing's changing on that. This is just if you want additional content. So if you still want to sign up, super easy. Just go to patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. After you sign up, it'll give you the option to get a private RSS link. And that means when an episode drops on Patreon, you can just download it straight to whatever platform you usually listen to, like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to. So again, patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. What you guys want to talk first, Mando? Yeah, let's do Mando. Yeah. All right. Ross, you want to go first on this one? What do you guys think? Because I personally was not really a fan of this one. Just how it was set up and everything. Me neither. Wasn't really good for me. It just felt like the story was kind of forced. Didn't feel like it came very natural. And it was just a lot of things juxtaposed together. The story has been done a lot. The style with yeah. this people training villagers. That goes all the way back to the 50s with Seven Samurai. And there was already in Star Wars canon, they did this story where in the Clone Wars, where Anakin and Obi-Wan train all the farmers. So this just has already been done. And it was, it's already been done better. I know when, when they're doing the fucking little wood stick thing, I <laughs> thought I was back in Mulan or something. I was, come on. It's been played out, guy. And the whole time in my head, when I'm watching him train, I'm just thinking, you guys are going to get fucked up by blasters. The two dudes that found Mando, they were so fucking annoying. They were so dumb. Oh, yeah. The way the blue guy annoyed you, Zach, is the way those two dudes annoyed me (laughs) this episode. They're just idiots. Yeah, they were worse characters in the episode were those fools. Yeah, probably. There wasn't even any great character in this. Or, I mean, besides Amando and uh, Baby Yoda. Well, yeah. But, I mean, the lady trying to take off his mask. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Oh, so you're saying you didn't like any of the... The women characters? No. Not really. They seem very wooden to me, and their dialogue was seemed pretty bad to me. Yeah. Pretty much all the villagers seem like It's a story bad. we've seen before like 10,000 times, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that like the, the widow and her daughter were fine, and the kids, but everyone else, everyone else in that village was trash, I thought. <laughs> yeah. The village was boo-boo. And the, half the problem is was the writing in this episode. It just wasn't as good. No, I agree. The dialogue was very shoddy, in yeah. my opinion. John Favreau writes all of these, right? He's written the past three episodes, or four episodes now. He's not writing the next one. The next one will be Dave Filoni, <sighs> who directed the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought even, what was her name? Cara Dune? Yeah. Just, the stunts were sick. 
everything she did, you could tell that Gina Carano did all those stunts herself, which is badass because even Pedro Pascal doesn't do that. He had a stunt double for all of his scenes this episode. Yeah. So I thought all that part was fine, but some of her dialogue was just bad. And I didn't even think it was necessarily her was bad. I thought it was just bad writing and bad like placement. She made some comment right when the ATST was about to rise up. And I was like, why are you even? Why are you not just sprinting? Yeah, why don't you get out of there? I can't remember what the fuck she said, but it was just like, what are you talking about, dude? There's the ATSD definitely still at this camp somewhere. <laughs> just some shitty ass one liner. Yeah, it was bad. And it's not even her fault, though, man. No, I'll, I'll agree with you there about the physicality of the role and how she did well in that. But the dialogue for her, yeah, I agree, was just bad. Yeah, compared to just, well, they've had a lot of actually great actors on this show. So, and even they're going to have, coming up, they're going to have good actors. So, it just felt like a shitty Star Trek side quest mission. <laughs> yeah, this is a total side quest mission. That's a great way to put Stargate, it. Stargate, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Can't remember what trash space show I used to watch. No, Star Trek definitely had a bunch of episodical shit like this. All space shows kind of have that, huh? So far, this series, the show's been good. Yeah. I and mean, we've seen how good it could be with that episode three. My God, yeah. So this just felt like a step down. Yeah, from episode three to this, not good. Baby Yoda was great, as always. Yeah, what are, what are some of the positives? <laughs> Baby Yoda and his tea. <laughs> yeah. Baby Yoda, definitely, dude. Even the beginning with it showing his perspective and him rolling through the cantina and he sees the loft cat. Yeah. That was all good directing because it was just, we get to see it from his perspective again. Yeah, and I like how when he was messing around in this ship too, when he first pressed that first button, you could see that he was kind of testing to see what they did and he wasn't just poking them randomly. Yeah, he was just being a kid. Yeah, exactly. Just learning, it feels like, being curious. And there was that part at the end too where the scopes were on him. I was like, no way are they going to do this turn. When that was about to happen, I was just thinking, does the show really have the balls to do this? That would have been the shittiest way to kill Baby Yoda. (laughs) Just have him snipe by some random trooper. In this most bodunk fuck village yeah. ever. Yeah, for real, man. I I, I was going to say, too, just on it being, feeling like a filler. Maybe it will not be eventually. Maybe it plays into the story is that Cara Dune's going to join his actual crew, right? Yeah. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. I would have much rather seen a chase episode over this, where as soon as he lands on this planet, there's bounty hunters right behind him, and they're following him and chasing him from planet to planet. That would be that'd be sick. I would have liked yeah, that a lot more. That makes sense. And it would have made more sense to me because it's just kind of, oh, this huge thing happened last episode and we're not even going to address it at all. And he's just on this random planet helping these villagers. What? I mean, he he they were kind of distracted. They couldn't really follow him immediately. He got a jump. OK, him. but none of the other Mandalorians are with him. Yeah, he took off without him. They're still there. They stayed for that long. I don't think that they were following him. I think they they knew he needed to get away. Well, after what they just did, they're also fugitives, right? I don't think they might not even have to leave. They just destroyed all those people. <laughs> Why didn't he just stay then? Because he knows he can't stay with the baby. There's still going to be people coming for it. Okay, that's a good point. That's true. There probably will be a mission like that where the Empire is hot on his tail. Yeah. I don't really mind the side mission stuff. It just, I thought it could have been better. Are we going to see more of uh, Werner Herzog's character? Uh, I don't know. He's only in two. He might have been only in two of the credits when I looked. Oh, so he was just a fucking. That's a bummer. Might show up like season two or something. I was gonna say he had potential to be a bigger baddie, kind of cool yeah. baddie. Yeah, he still could come back. I don't know. I'm just saying what I saw in the credits. I don't know if that means that they're hiding that aspect. Yeah, I feel like he'll either come back for later on in this season or next season because he's not dead and 
still open ended ending to his character. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think they'll tie that up. Too. Yeah. Okay. What else? Let me think. What about him taking off his helmet in front of the kids? Yeah, that's okay. That was another thing that kind of bothered me just about this episode. It was a little inconsistent with what he can and can't, like what he says. First, he says, I can't take it off in front of him. But then they made it kind of, they could have tried to hide that better that there wasn't great sight into that room. You know what I mean? It looks like a wide open window that anyone can look back and see him if they just weren't paying attention to Baby Yoda for a second. Doesn't look that far away. Wasn't being very careful at all. Yeah. Unless they're saying that he observed the situation and doesn't think that they're ever going to look over. But I don't know. They just didn't get a great camera angle on yeah. that. I was thinking at first I thought it was one way glass maybe, but it looks like it's just open. Yeah, it's just open and they don't have glass there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> they live in fucking huts. Yeah. Nah. I'm, they don't have that advance of technology at all as a whole, but they still live in Star Wars. So other people could bring shit there. I don't know. They didn't have guns, dude. They only had one person who had to use a gun there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they don't. I don't think they have windows. But I'm just saying, some like random individual items could be dropped off and shit there. Yeah, I guess that's yeah for kind sure. of a, a pointless point to argue. Anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you think that she? I was. I saw it, so it was, like that was one of the complaints a lot of people had, which I didn't have. Was that they were saying, why would she know how to shoot? And I think that that's pretty reasonable that someone in your village would know how to shoot. Plus, we don't really know her history. She could have been an ex-rebel, ex-someone in the Empire. Maybe her husband taught her how to shoot, who's you know who died already. So I don't think that was that big of a deal or anything wrong with that. Yeah, we knew nothing about her, so I didn't really have that big of a problem with it. Yeah, it didn't even cross my mind until I saw some article on mm-hmm. it. What did you guys think of the look of the ATST? It looked old. Like with the with the red lights coming out of the eye slits. Oh, I like that. I think it made it this is one of the first times we've ever seen an ATSD seem formidable. Yeah. So I I did like that. It's just But at the same time they're like, Oh, ATSD will never be it's invincible. We've seen a bunch of space bears kill those things. <laughs> Little Ewoks. But I like the eyes. It made it seem alive. It made it seem more Jurassic Park like. You could definitely tell with Bryce Dallas Howard would just the fact that she's in those movies that she took influence with all that. I honestly dislike that part a little bit. You didn't like Just it? Why? That it made it seem alive. Because when it got shot and stuff, it would go and creech back. It just kind of took me out of it. No, I didn't even think about that. It wasn't my biggest problem in this episode at all. Yeah, that's understandable. That's just personal. Yeah, yeah. I thought that their plan was stupid, though. The Empire's plan or the people's? The the Mandalorian and Cara Dunes. I I don't know why they didn't just go straight for the ATST. Why would your your first resort <laughs> set up spikes and stuff? Is that what you're saying or what? Yeah, why'd they go for the motherfucking <laughs> back to tanks or some shit? I don't even know what they were trying to blow up. Uh, yeah, what the fuck was that? It was just like their food supply. Why wouldn't you go straight for the thing that's gonna fuck you up? You know what I mean? Like all they had to do was blow the ATST <laughs> up, and then it wouldn't have been that like out of a fight you know yeah they would have picked those fools off no problem they clearly were trash at shooting they couldn't hit anything in the atst because that village didn't get any damage really yeah that's another thing is about this episode i really just wasn't buying the enemy or like the villains as being very formidable at all or anything or imposing what are they called clatoonians yeah well clatoonians are dumbasses man they were on jabba's boat <laughs> i don't know Skip yeah just a bunch of idiots, dude. Yeah. I just didn't know anything about the backstory. How does that make them dumbasses just because they were on the skiff? They hang out with Jabba? <laughs> they hang out with this... Well, Pete. 
Yeah. Jabba's a pretty smart dude. Jabba is a smart dude, and he gets a bunch of morons under him. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Jabba. And and their actions in this episode. Jango Fett wasn't a moron. He worked for Jabba. No. Jango Fett was an idiot, and he didn't work for Jabba. Boba. I thought he. I, I thought he did. Jango. Boba. Jango Fett. might have too. Or did I say Jango? I mean Boba. Sorry. Jango Fett was an idiot. I meant Boba. Fuck. Okay. Boba. He's an idiot too, though, man. Showing a starlight pit. Yeah. He got killed by a blind dude. You don't know if he's dead or not. I'm talking bad on his name. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He still got took out, though. He's kind of a scrub. Yeah. What has he really done? You're a scrub, dude. He fucking put Han, <laughs> he put Han Solo in freaking Carbonite. Bro, that was Vader. Whatever, dude. He transported him. <laughs> I'm playing, but yeah, back on back on what, <laughs> the problem or whatever. Oh yeah. What were you saying again, Ross? I, bet. I was just saying one of the, my problems with this was definitely just not buying into the villain. So I didn't know anything about their backstory, or I didn't know why they were attacking the village. They didn't. I didn't see them injure a single villager. Every time they came in, they just like shot at the ground and grabbed shit and tossed it in the air. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Ross. My theory is that they were just drunk the whole time because you saw them drinking at the fire and just they were smacking drinks and stuff. Bro, let's go f- fuck with these villagers. Let's go fucking steal a bunch of shrimp. <laughs> and that's why they can't shoot, dude. They can't aim because they're just trashed. Just absolutely black. Dude, I wanted those guys to be dead so bad. When it went over the head, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, man. Your last resort should have been to bring the ATSD back. Also, I'm surprised they ran back to the camp. They could have just ran off somewhere else, playing a different attack. Like, why Why they have to run back, or not to the camp, to the village, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're saying, why would you bring the fight to the village? Yeah, exactly. Go all guerrilla style in the forest. I know. Yeah, that would have been better. That's what I'm saying. One of the problems with the show so far is I think it needs more writers. It needs someone to just say to Favreau, like, hey, dude, logically, why are we doing it? (laughs) (laughs) But logically, though. (laughs) Logically, guy? Fucking up. In Watchmen, they have, I know where I always compare it to Watchmen, but Watchmen has 15 writers, man. Dude, this last week definitely completely flipped my opinion on the show's. Because you know how I was kind of leading a little bit towards Mandalorian? This show is entertaining, though. Yeah. It's still good. Watchmen's just next level right now. Maybe I just give it more of a pass because it's Star Wars. And it feels a lot like the original trilogy, so it makes me like it a lot. Yeah, hundred. I mean, I, I get it, for sure. Yeah. Just after these episodes, though. Like, when we've already seen what Mandalorian could be, like with episode three and how good that one was. Yeah. That quality. I need that quality every, every time. Every time it's got to hit that beat and get better potentially on other episodes yeah well yeah that's what you want it to do get better like how Watchmen is you yeah. know just build off each other yeah not just these kind of stories that are just fucking bullshit Throw away. and it's only eight episodes it's not creative at all dude that's yeah. not I, I creative. i'm not disagreeing with you i know i'm just pissed at how fucking uncreative it was yeah they kind of suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm I'm definitely all in on Watchmen now. Damn. Is there any more lore besides the helmet? It's just that he can't take it off in front of people. Yeah. And he's worn it since he was a kid. That's another thing I was wondering is, do they have to vow to celibacy when they enter? Because she, w- I feel like she was coming on to him pretty hard. Oh, she was feeling yeah. <laughs> 
Bro, she's a widow, man. She probably hasn't seen someone. She's probably related to everyone in that village. For real. She's kind of taking a shot in the dark, too, at the Mandalorian. Like, she could he take his fucking helmet off, and he just has a fucking... Could just be a gnar guy under there, he yeah. He just looks fucking ugly as shit. Maybe yeah. she just likes his personality. And- his personality, he probably said 50 <laughs> words to her. I know, I was going to say. She likes the stoic type. Come on. Thank you. That's very nice. You're very kind. She's very, she's very, very kind. into the Jon yeah. Snow type. <laughs> no, I think they're still a bit, though. They might be, man. Well, okay. What about other, what other Mandalorian? Like, this is definitely a different clan than some of the other ones in canon so far. It has to be. Or it has to be that just that they, since the Great Purge, they changed everything about their religion or something. Yeah. Okay. So I'm starting to think that there's two events that happen. The flashbacks that we see, I think that'll probably pop up next episode too. Cause that seems more Clone Wars era. But could it be possible that those when he was a kid, when that happened, is before the great purge oh definitely i think that's a possibility for sure but okay that's what i think is happening yeah it's kind of making it seem like that is great purge but it can definitely be the other way too yeah and you know what we didn't talk about too is that he knew what womp rats are because those are from Tatooine. yeah i noticed that too I, as soon as he said that i th- kind of thought is that just a universal thing or yeah is that kind of like what jawas are they're clearly you know you, uh, universally known but native to Tatooine or the outer rim yeah yeah or it could be what if he's from Tatooine maybe I don't know when did why is everyone from Tatooine it's just the fucking place to be man I don't know (laughs) the shittiest best place in the galaxy yeah it's just a desert shit bowl (laughs) it's terrible if he was from Tatooine that would be strange yeah all right man that might be it actually we got a question I could bring that in after toss it in there I was going to say, I wrote the, I forgot to mention this too about the Clatonians. So Luke killed one in Return of the Jedi, and they were actually slaves of Jabba. Mm. So you say, feel like a dick now, Zach? <laughs> so you're saying Luke's a bad guy? Yeah, I feel bad, man. Fuck. Yeah, well, yeah, we had one question. Oh, no, we got more than one. We got a few. Okay. Oh, so, so Jesus Garcia, he wants to know how does the tracker work? How do we think it works? Is it like DNA or something? If not, why not just remove the transmitter from Baby Yoda? And I don't know, you got you got theory? Maybe it's like midi chlorians or something. <laughs> it's microscopic tracker, is what you're saying? I don't think I don't think it's midi chlorians or whatever, because he's already caught bounties using the fobs that weren't force related. Has he? Yeah, remember that blue idiot first episode, for example? Oh huh. Blue Dangus McJangleson. <laughs> blue McJangleson. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that guy. I don't know, Ross, you got theory? I think I have one too. It's probably an implant. Yeah, or maybe it's like bio keyed to their species or something. I don't know. Yeah, it has to be an implant. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like a biometric signature, like what you're saying. Yeah, like, where you can scan their DNA. Yeah, because I mean, we know in Star Wars they have they're sophisticated enough to determine how people are, how many people are on ships, and if things have their shields up or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So biometrics, that's the thing that even I think we can do, right? To some degree, yeah. Yeah, and it can, you can identify that stuff better than fingerprints. So if they probably get your biometric, then they can find you until they change the code or something that's imprinted on it. So maybe he has to get the code reprogrammed. His DNA code? His genosomes? Whatever. No, dude, the, the machine. No, the code for the tracker. Come on, guy. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, but we know that it doesn't work unless you're within distance. So they have to find them, and then it works on that planet. Yeah. 
That's why it took a couple of weeks for that random bounty hunter to find him. That was another thing, though, too. Is why do you think that this kid is going to be safe here? You just really going to leave him there? No. Yeah. I was like, are you really seriously going to fucking leave him? You just had to fight the whole empire just to get out of there. And you think that two weeks later, that's it? I was thinking you saved this whole village to leave this baby there. Remember he said that shit too? This news like this will spread. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I have to leave him here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That was, that was another fuck. Yeah, dude. Another bad just what is he thinking? Dialogue. Dude. Yeah. Bad right. writing. Bad. So I'm saying. And there was even another part where he's just, No, we can't help you two seconds later. All right, this is what we're doing. After they're like, Oh, we have a village in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> No, that was the beginning. Dude, that's a different one, too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he did that shit like six times in one episode. It was just very, a lot of contradicting. But I liked how he's, I like how he's growing with Baby Yoda, though. He's letting him sit on his lap and talks to him. Yeah, pretty sick, honestly. He definitely feels like he's opening up. So maybe that's what they're trying to say with him potentially staying there at one point. But there's just, there was no way he was going to stay. Couldn't, there was no way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were just trying to use this episode to develop him as a character more, but I don't think it was very effective. Okay, next question. Oh, this was this is a good one. Hit us. This is from Dan. He Dan wants to know with it being potentially with him potentially knowing about Tatooine and maybe being born there. Do we think that in that flashback where that droid is coming, that it could be Obi Wan who saves him? Wait, why? Why Obi Wan? I didn't see. Anything that hinted to Obi-Wan? If it's on Tatooine is what he's asking. Oh, if it's on Tatooine? Just because of the Womp Rat comments, yeah. that means that he knows about, he might be from Tatooine. Yeah. but I don't, I don't think that's what it's going to be, though. Like we were saying, that could be just a universal thing. Yeah, for sure. But okay, in this hypothetical situation. Okay, I'm. it could be Obi-Wan. Is that what it, <laughs> Nah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be Obi Wan. I don't. There's no indication that it's Obi Wan. But it, yeah, and they don't need to. This is just a wild guess. It sounds like, but who knows? Yeah, it could. It could be. They could use it as a way to sort of introduce Obi Wan back into the story since they're doing that TV show. But I don't know, dude. That doesn't even really. It feels like more. That's gonna, what's gonna rescue him is gonna be a Mandalorian, and that's how he's gonna join the Mandalorians. Last question. This is from Nathan Carnahan. He wants to know, can you explain the difference between the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Jango Fett? Why does he have Mandalorian armor and what's the difference with them being a clone and his upbringing? So, yeah. all right, fuck. History lesson. So Jango Fett was cloned and all of his clones for the clone army, they were all sped up. Yeah, their, their growth rate was increased. Yes, yeah, so the, it would take 10 years and they'd already be 20. But... Boba Fett was cloned specifically not to have that happen. So he aged normally. And the reason why they're not Mandalorian... They didn't follow the Mandalorian code and they took... They stole the armor, the Mandalorian armor. They weren't indoctrinated like in the correct way. But it also could be... This is actually... Okay, I just thought of this. Since it was a certain clan that disowned him, the one that was on Mandalore though, right? They said yeah. he's not... That they aren't real Mandalorians. Or that Jango's not Jango. a real Mandalorian. Boba Fett wouldn't be one either. By extension, yeah. Yes. But what if that's a different clan than, let's say, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin? Yeah. What if that's a different clan? So they might have different rules, and he might be recognized by a different Mandalorian clan. Well, he's dead now, so, I mean, he can't, yeah. he can't be. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So that I yeah, I well, know unless Boba Fett's alive, but yeah. Boba Fett could still be accepted. Yeah, if he's alive, which is not confirmed that he's alive or unconfirmed, because in the old canon before Disney bought Star Wars, Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit, climbed out of that shit. Yeah, in the most insane fucking way ever. They digest really slowly. They digest bodies over a thousand years. Was that from a book or was that from a... Oh, I think it was from a comic. Dude, so hypothetically, you could just chill and hang out in a Sarlacc pit? Yeah. What? <laughs> no way. Not hypothetically. It'd be like sitting in a... An acid bath. You said they digest shit over a thousand years. That yeah, means they like... Got, you- but they got spikes. They probably kill you quicker. They probably kill you really quick. So you just sit in there like a Venus flytrap. Obviously not Boba. He was just chilling in the stomach. Missed every single spike on the way down. <laughs> yeah. Bro, he... Dude... I don't. I, I don't know how the inside of that shit looked. I don't I know. That shit had teeth though when it went flying in. I think his armor helped too. Well, a, a stomach's a stomach. Yeah, dude. the inside doesn't have spikes on it. I think it just has acid. Cannon? Yeah, you wrong, dog. I could send you a diagram of the. <laughs> yeah, Zach. Do you want him to draw that in uh, Crayola? Fax yeah. <laughs> it over to you. <laughs> All right, I believe you. I'll draw Let's it for on. you guys. Uh, yeah, so Boba Fett could be alive. Yeah, he could be. Din Djarin was a foundling who was brought up in this way. It doesn't sound like he was born as a Mandalorian. He was brought in, which is allowed. Anyone can become a Mandalorian. Facts. You know, it would be a sick reveal if, if they're all wearing their helmets because all of them ha- are just aliens under there, and so that's just so they all looked the same. So you can't tell the di- their racial differences? That would be sick. That would be tight. One people united under one helmet. Fuck, boys. That's all I got for Mando. Yeah, it just got quiet on the Mando front. Yeah, move on to uh, Wizachman, man. Wizachman. So that's all we got on the Mandalorian Chapter 4. If you're not here for Watchmen as well, we'll see you next week. Plan to drop our Mandalorian pods on Wednesdays for the next few weeks. If you want more additional content, though, we have our Patreon. You can sign up at patreon.com slash not another movie pod we're going to do the irishman is our first review on there costs five dollars and with that you get at least three additional episodes per month minimum this month it's probably going to be four all right so let's talk some Watchmen. so Watchmen e7 almost religious awe you know even that was a reference to the comics Wait, what? the title elaborate i was thinking back on it it's there's when he goes remember when he goes over to vietnam to fight the U.S. war, they would they would turn themselves in. They would specifically ask for Dr. Manhattan that they wanted to surrender to him. And there was that line, it was almost in religious awe, terror and oh. religious awe. So that was straight from the comics. Damn, this show has so many shots and just phrases and stuff that are just directly from the comics. It's kind of crazy. It's great. Yeah, it is great. Yeah. So should we, before we go super in-depth, should we just talk about Dr. Manhattan a little bit? Just his history, so people even know who he is if you haven't read the comic? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. So Dr. Manhattan, he was born John Osterman, a watchmaker's son, who eventually grew up, became atomic scientist, and turned into this glowing blue superhuman after he got trapped in the intrinsic field subtractor, which is what Wait. the seventh cavalry was trying to generate. Intrinsic field subtractor. I looked at oh, the official name. Why do they call it the, a generator then in the show and movie? I don't know. Are you sure that they don't call it in Subtractor? In the comics, they calls it the intrinsic field generator. Maybe that's the real life equivalent of it, Zach. 
Maybe it's the same means the same thing. No, you're wrong, Zach. Dude, there's no fucking way. I definitely heard them say, could just have multiple names, though. Probably means the same shit. Anyway, so he became a polarizing figure when the United States went to Vietnam. He single-handedly won the war from them, essentially, and allowed the U.S. to colonize the country. And what else did he do? He previously dated Lori Blake, and I, I, I double-checked this shit. She was 16, and he was 37 years old when they started dating. But he was Dr. Manhattan. Oh, wait. But she was 16, though. She was 16, dude. Yeah, but straight. also at that point, he said time is irrelevant to him. But he's 37 years old. Laws mean nothing to a god, Zach. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that law doesn't mean anything to him because of his lack of perception of time. He's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I guess you're saying he only likes that young Dr. Manhattan is the Leonardo DiCaprio of Watchmen. Yeah. Let's see what else. This dude's OP as fuck, too. He's got so many abilities. He can fly. He can travel through any object. can regenerate himself. Time travel. He can manipulate matter, too, which is pretty crazy. He can split himself and have a one conscious throughout. Fuck. Damn. This guy would smoke Superman. Oh, yeah. Easy. And he can change his size as well. I'm assuming he yeah. has super strength as well. Definitely. Not that he needs it. Yeah. What else is there? Does he have any weaknesses? Uh, uh, 16-year-old puss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's his weakness. He's got, he's got mental illnesses in, the, yeah. in those departments, I guess. And he can't, he can, the future, he can also see the future because like we were saying, he sees everything on one continuum pretty much. But Vite did figure out how to block that. Tachyons? Tachyons. That was it. Yes. So that blocked his future. He didn't know that the squid attack was happening. But he was also distracted with his own crisis of dealing if he wanted to care about reality or not. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently now he can commit self amnesia. So that's a new one. And encase in, in himself in another person's skin. I was going to say, it's almost like, yeah, I feel like he just, uh, it wasn't like self amnesia. He just went dormant inside of a human or something. Yeah. That's more what it felt like. Zach, can you explain this to me? Because I don't get why the helium symbol that's on Dr. Manhattan's head was metal and inside of his skull. He made that symbol, the atom symbol. That's what he gave to himself. Oh, wait, he made that? Wait, when did he make Mm -hmm. that? I didn't know that. He burned it in his head. He did it either after the war or right before. I think right before. Didn't he do that with his finger, though? Mm Mm-hmm. So, no. I know, okay, I know that the symbol on his head, I'm just saying, like, why is there a metal one inside of his head? Instead of Cal's head. Okay. Oh, why is it? I will, I kind of have a theory on this. So, this guy's name, this is from the PD files, and his name is Cal Jelani. And there was like a, a file, like a doctor's file on him or whatever. Yeah. And so that, I think that means that this guy must have taken Angela's name. So they're like a progressive family for one. She's the stay-at-home dad, and so he took her name. Yeah. And in this file too, it real I realized Cal Jelani. Who let's say if that was ever him, but in 2009, this guy Cal Jelani, he used to work for Adrian Vite. That was his former job. So that's what makes you think that potentially, what if they made a deal, Vite and Doctor Manhattan did at this time, and said, "Yeah, you can hide in one of my clones or in this body." Or make yourself a clone and I will go off to Europa. They made some sort of agreement at the time because he needed to get out of there because a lot of his businesses were going, were not doing well. Stuff was starting to stir up with him, uh, with the whole killing everyone in 1985. And yeah, the squid attack. 
Yeah. And then one thing in the, in the, the doctor's note too, it said that he was having trouble speaking when they first found him and that, um, Angela did most of the talking cause she was at that meeting too. And that's similar to the clones. Cause remember when Vite raises the clone, they can't talk for the first couple hours. Yeah. Interesting. So it could have just been a clone body of maybe this guy, Cal Jelani or, or they just traded that person and he took the body on, which would be crazy. Just body snatch him. Because the, the family also of him, it said that his family was pretty much unknown. So they just chose a good candidate. Yeah. That was a cool reveal, though. What do you guys think of the Ozymandias stuff? I forgot to ask you guys. What do you guys actually think of the reveal, though? Just the Dr. Manhattan reveal. There was a ton of good buildup. He was wearing blue. His car was blue. Yeah. Angel was wearing blue. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of buildup. I was really confused about the elephant, though. She's bashing his head in. Oh, yeah. That was brutal as fuck. I was just thinking, man, poor guy. Yeah, the elephants. So you said you were, con- what'd you say? Yeah, I was confused about the elephants. Is it for their good memory? Yeah, Oh, that's what I think. There's a couple other things too with the elephant. Her logo has is an elephant shape. And Lady True, so she named herself after a Vietnamese warrior who rode elephants. So there's a lot of stuff going on with elephants. Wait, where is Will though? I'm curious about that too. He could be anywhere. I don't know, what's your theory? He's probably there somewhere in that building. I don't know. What's your theory? You're the theory god. Theory god. <laughs> theory god. He's probably there. He's probably in her facility somewhere. I think Lady True is Vite's daughter. Vite's daughter? Oh, yeah. 100%. We talked about this, didn't we? We didn't talk about it with, with Ross yet. I thought we talked about no. Dr. Manhattan being her dad or some shit. No. Oh, okay. I think that maybe she was trying to. he was trying to write, save me, daughter. Hmm. Was he in Vietnam at the time, though? Dude, who knows where he was? I mean, clearly he had to know about Dr. Manhattan before he got shipped yeah. off to Europa, so he must have met him somewhere. Pretty believable he could have met him in Vietnam. Yeah. And when, and when Lady Chu's talking to Angela, she says, where's your dad at now? And she's like, he'll be here soon enough. It could be the comedian, too, though. No, I don't think at this point that it's the comedian. He's just been dead so long, and he never was alive for when she was alive. It feels like she's met her, her dad before. Yeah. Comedian's dad reveals already happened, dude. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of feels like it might be Dr. Manhattan because she just said, oh, you'll see who my dad is or whatever. I think her dad's Dr. Manhattan. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of do. I was thinking because she said she's the smartest woman in the world. He was the smartest man in the world. That seems Dr. Manhattan. Like, some, like something that would logically pass on. No, Vi is the smartest person. Vi is the self proclaimed. Smartest man. No, it was it wasn't self proclaimed. Okay, other people proclaimed it too, but clearly, clearly, Doctor Manhattan is smarter than him. Not really. He outsmarted that. I mean, they're both really smart. He outsmarted Doctor Manhattan, who sees time on, like you said, a continuum or whatever. He figured with out the tachyon how to get, field generator. Yeah, he figured out how to do it without him knowing that he knew how to do it. He's a smart guy. That's why he has them all the way out on Europa. Yeah, he just seems not as smart in this series, but maybe that's just because he's going a little crazy. I think he just had kind of a down and out time towards the end before he left. Like they were saying in a lot of his company, his businesses weren't working out and his whole, what was Luke? What was that campaign that he launched? Do you remember what I'm talking about? He launched something that was a complete failure. No, I don't know what you're talking about. 
And the timeline does kind of match up too, just with his disappearance. Because remember, it said that he hadn't been seen in public since 2009, but he disappeared in 2012. And it would make sense that he'd sell his company to his daughter, right? Keep it in the family. Too. Yeah, that also that aspect. And he definitely has Vietnam ties. How is the Seventh Cavalry gonna capture Doctor Manhattan? Because I, I don't get how they're gonna make that possible. I don't know, dude. Because let's see, what tools do they have at their disposal? their disposal that we know of just the kind of teleportation device well let's think about it so and then the bomb they have some kind of bomb well we know they're trying to make a new one yeah but they didn't say they had it in intrinsic field separator did they i think they do have one they probably do and they have a way to transport they just didn't people. show it yet i assume if he's saying i'm about to make a new dr manhattan it's because he has one here's the thing how did they even figure out that Cal is Dr. Manhattan, right? It must have been the White Knight, something that happened that night. I think and Judd figured out that he was Dr. Manhattan. Judd or whoever the other what, seventh cabinet member that was there might have witnessed the miracle. And Judd would tell fucking Joe, white ass, white bread ass motherfuckers. Yeah, it was probably Judd who was there at the attack. Well, no, he was there, wasn't he? He came in. We didn't confirm that. He had a cut on his shoulder that looked around the same spot where that one. Seventh Cavalry member got shot. Yeah, so not confirmed, but that's a, that's I kind of think that too that that's going to end up being him that was there. I think that she has a different motive. I don't think that she's being as sincere that she's trying to save everyone. I think I still think that her and Will are doing something different with the whole mind control stuff because we know that they have access to all these TVs. Yeah, so they probably want to stop the Seventh Cavalry because the Seventh Cavalry are up to something. They're trying to make a new Doctor Manhattan take over everything. So she has to stop that, but she has her own motive because she wants to wipe out people like that, I bet. You should explain the TV thing just in case people hadn't read the PDP. I feel like it's just, it's kind of an important detail since we're just already talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So when Lady True moved to Tulsa, she bought a ton of land and sent a bunch of TVs to everyone in the area, brand new TVs. And we know that Will Reeves, he was working on the technology for 50, 60 years that he got from the Cyclops, the mind control stuff. Mesmerism. So the mesmerism. <laughs> yeah. Mesmerism. Yeah. <laughs> so I still think that just it has to be something that she's doing with these memories on her own, like what she's testing with her daughter. I kind of feel like her daughter or her mother or whatever is going to end up being the bubastis of the story. If she's the vite of this story, she's going to sacrifice her daughter somehow. You think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Dude, I have one other thing. Okay, so back to the 7th Cavalry shit. Maybe they're going to try to do mind control on him. Do you think that's going to work on him, though? It's like, when? why would that work and nothing else works? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that seem like a bad... That, that it shouldn't work, right? That's not what our theory, then? I mean, it could happen, but yeah. Not, yeah, like, I, just, I don't think that's going to work. And here's the thing about Dr. Manhattan, though, too, is if he sees his whole time, his whole life on one plane then he would know when his life ends right yeah but does his life even end how he apparently he could have died in that state when he was in his hibernation mode maybe if we're taking their word for truth if they know how to transfer it yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna work though because if they think that a field intrinsic generator is gonna work adrian Vite already tried that and it didn't fucking work so <laughs> i don't know what else their plan is gonna be but that's not gonna work yeah we'll see definitely has to do something with those fucking lithium batteries yeah, I think that they're trying to make a new intrinsic field generator with that or something. Yeah. The transport is, though, 
Maybe they're going to transport into his house and grab him. But he's already blue mode. Maybe it takes him a little bit to adapt to get his power back. He's still be beast. He's still fuck him up. Yeah, he'll probably just fuck him up. But it looks like, yeah, we'll see. Damn, I can't believe she knew this shit the whole time. That was a good twist. I did not expect her, honestly. I, I guess we should have figured that she would know. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, that was a good twist. Just doesn't even talk about it at all. Yeah, because she was saying, "Aren't you going to ask who it was?" She knows already who it is. <laughs> it's fucking Cal. Instantly in that moment, you just you know she knows. Her backstory is super sad too, man. Oh yeah, fuck. what the fuck? The terrorists. They were doing such a good job weaving her grandpa's memories with hers, and just how much they paralleled. And damn, dude. Yeah, that trauma. Damn, and everyone in their family wants to be a soldier of some sort. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, even for what five generations. Four. You know what we didn't talk about was Looking Glass. I'm kind of bummed we don't get to see that fight, man. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was probably lit. I hope they do a flashback. Yeah, and he took that guy's mask. Oh, so he's in with them right now somewhere. Yeah, I think he took their mask and he's probably infiltrating them. Yes. Bad boy. So he might save them at that house. I think they'll be fine if Dr. Manhattan's his normal self. There's one thing in this episode I did not like was I thought Lori Blake Kind of seemed a little dumb in this one. I did too. Oh, you said that. Yeah, when she kept pressing that button, I was like, I was grab like, that shit move, from her. Shoot her or yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe not shoot her, but dive at her. I was thinking just like, get up. Like, she's doing something fucked yeah. up. Just move. Like, fuck. Yeah, and it would make it. I mean, we've suspected that she was probably in on this. She had to know her husband and his best friend were up to something like this. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't expect her to just be that cold hearted bitch, just drop her ass like that. Just be like, I was waiting for you to, yeah, to put it together or whatever. And she didn't seem that all that concerned when Looking Glass, when PD found all of Looking Glass, the bodies at Looking Glass's place. So maybe she already knew about all that, and she's just trying to get in somehow. Because otherwise, that was just kind of dumb actions by her. I think it was just dumb. It didn't really seem premeditated. Even just hearing that there's five bodies, five Seventh Cavalry members, I don't know. I just think that's like a huge thing to just kind of ignore and brush off for a second. Yeah. Some bodies everywhere. Fuck. Dude, after one time she just looks at you and presses a button at your face, I would just stand up and grab that shit from her. Also, Lori saying, spelling it all out to, what's Judd's wife's name? I can't remember her oh, name. Oh, yeah, just saying the whole plot to her. Yeah, it felt like... Not suspecting yeah. that she could be in on it at all. Yeah, it felt like kind of out of character. Maybe she wanted to get caught. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Damn, that's dedication to get herself thrown down a, a pit to get caught. Well, if looking, if looking Glass is inside already and is feeding her info. Yeah, but she still had to fall down a pit. Yeah, 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 she did. <laughs> dedication. I guess she didn't know she was going to have to do that, though. Yeah. Dude, okay. So I do have one thing, actually. This is about Dr. Manhattan. What is this good enough reason that he would decide to come back so quickly? Oh, yeah. Why? It's going to be something, have to be something really clever from Lindelof to make that make sense because it it clearly leaves the story and he doesn't give a shit. He leaves. You think it's going to have to be something philosophical or? I don't know. I'm just saying, unless it's literally the only way he comes back is if he goes into amnesia mode. Is that's the only way you can try to relate to humans. Even that doesn't feel like a good enough reason because I felt like he was just past that phase. He was even happy to see that Lori found Dan when he was leaving. Yeah, he had no reason to come yeah, back. Yeah, I agree, dude. Uh, on the same page. Maybe it was that good sex. 
<laughs> he just missed women. That's it. Maybe he got a little lonely, bud. Just missed his friends. <laughs> lonely out there on Mars. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty yeah. into sex, even in the comics. Even while he's doing fucking advanced f- physics, he's banging. He's banging Laura, Lori. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that, dude, that's that's the best theory we can come up with right now. <laughs> he just needed to smash, man. Fuck. That's the only thing that doesn't seem true to the comics. Why the fuck would he come back? I that's agree. the one thing that seemed like so final at the end of it, of the comic. So there's some Pedipedia this week. There's some Pedophilia so, this week. So the, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they answered why families moved to Vietnam too, and specifically black families, and it was to escape racism in America and just have a new opportunity out there. So that's probably why our family also moved there after or stayed there. There would be a lot of new opportunity in a new state too, though. Mm-hmm. It has its own economy. It'd be so separated from everything. Yeah. It seemed like it was all Americanized too. So, I mean, that would take a lot of people, a lot of work to get the infrastructure. And that probably is a decent amount of time after it became a state. And there was some other stuff, too, that came out of this piece. So, the Black Superman in their universe was a spoof of Dr. Manhattan. That was something that's in real life. It's called Abar the Black Superman. I think we've talked about that in a previous pod. In this universe, Batman is black, and he's a spoof of Night Owl. He's the same... Same genre as Sister Night and all that. What the fuck? That's sick. Yeah. I'm down on it. Sister Night, the nun with the motherfucking gun. (laughs) Yes. That shit cracks me up. Is that real? I don't know. Sister Night might be. No, I don't know. It sounds like some Black Dynamite type of stuff. (laughs) I don't know if Sister Night is real, dude. There's definitely shit like that. The A-bar one was real. When I saw nun with a motherfucking gun, dude, I was busting up laughing. (laughs) Uh, that that VHS rack had a couple elephant references on there too. Let's see what else. Oh, Dan Dryberg will not appear in the show. Confirmed. Damon Lindelof. Hmm. And he confirmed the Excalibur thing. Just <laughs> the the whole play on all of it. The words that was meant to be connected. It was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. This is another thing too. Mister Reeves. So after Cap- Captain Metropolis died and left him all his money. He showed the movie Sister Night every Sunday at midnight since 2007, which is the same year Abar became a detective. That's pretty much it. There was just one other thing, too, where he was, they wrote out, Luke, did you see this? They wrote out a whole song. No, I didn't. PD read, file. I didn't read the PD files, dude. Oh, for some reason, PD wrote out like an entire song. And in it, it was just talking about a brick. And it's all in reference to Angela's. So I was thinking the whole little girl from Lori's joke could be a brick, too, because in that, in her story, she was talking about how she split God's head open, which is what she did at the end of this episode. Oh, damn. That makes sense. So the little girl is Angela? In the story, yeah. I guess that aspect makes sense. I would need to go back and check everything, see if it lines up. <laughs> <laughs> Line her up, Ross. Check the deets. Check the specs. Trunky and Tusky. Trunky and Tusky were the elephant's names. Trunky no, I wrote that down. Any predictions? How's this shit ending, man? Everyone dying? I was thinking about it before the pod, and I just couldn't really think of anything. If they parallel the comic, something bad is going to happen. I don't know. The show does a pretty good job of keeping things hidden. Oh, I know, but I'm saying it's going to end bad is what I mean. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying what is going to make it end badly? Oh, yeah. I don't really know. It could be a a few things at this point. Yeah. There's three factors. Dr. Manhattan, Ozymandias, Lady True. Seven Cavalry. So four factors. So... 
question was from Cabillo. Yeah. What role, if any, will Topher play in the final two episodes? He was building Ozzy's castle with his magnets earlier this season. And that is that was Cal and Angela's kid. And originally, remember, we were thinking that that could have been what would make him Dr. Manhattan. Maybe he was hiding in a kid somehow. But I think yeah. we we're on the right track, clearly, because it was Cal. Maybe that they that was somehow affected by Cal, that technology. Or it's just a common technology there that everyone can make magnetic castles like that. But it could just be something that Angela and Cal are able to give him because Cal had that ability. Yeah, or maybe it's just another reference of Dr. Manhattan being close to their family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. I think that's all I got. Shoot, we got like shout outs. And shout out Cheesy Dude 813. Wait, 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 wait. What, what'd you laugh at? <laughs> you want me to read it? Just read it, dude. You can tell these guys can lay some pipe. Oh, what the fuck? That was his whole <laughs> review. What? That was the first thing I read. Oh, my goodness. Shout out Wyatt B underscore. Yes. Shout out Wyatt B. And Senior Slug. Yes. Shout out Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking username. Hey, you got this. Come on. The username's on these guys. All right, dude. Leave your, leave your Twitter handle, everyone. That's way easier. I just want to read Walker, Texas. <laughs> and Clout. And Clute. See Clute 119. Thanks, guys. And our Patreon subscribers. Dude, we got a few of those this week. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, what's going to be our Patreon content for this week? Watch Irishman. We're going to review. We're going to discuss the Irishman. Let's do it. The Irishman. Yo, forgot one thing, though. You guys think next week we're going to get the biggest reveal of the season? We're going to find out who Lubman is? Lubman. Oh, Lubman. <laughs> what if they just never explain who that fool was? Just never talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, they, have to, they have to explain it. I really feel like it's Petey. Yeah, that seems like that makes the most sense. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's wrap this up. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NotAMoviePod, at CultureCrave. Check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash NotAnotherMoviePod. We're going to review The Irishman. That's our next one. We're dropping that this week. Yes, sir. Let's see. Did I say, oh, follow us on Twitter at CultureCrave. Follow your boys at Zach underscore Williamson, at Ross Cutsforth, at Luke underscore Goosens. No underscore is clean, though. Hey, shout out to Julian also. Thanks, man. Yeah. Shout out Julian, our producer, jpopmusic.com. I think that's it, boys. Yeah, we out of here. Peace. All right, we good. We good, boys. I'm pausing it. We good, Billy. Yay, we did it. (laughs) 